Why are we talking about interest groups? I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. Facebook has been hard during the summer. It's hard every summer. And I get it. iOS 14 came by and the easy money that you were making before, that's harder. Look, that happens every single year. That doesn't mean that we need to adopt practices that have been obsolete for years because some idiot is making a little bit of money on a very small place. It's not a scalable solution for you. But there might be a reason for you to actually implement it. Let's get down to the bottom of interest groups on Facebook after the summer of 2021. What you need to know. Let's go. First off. Hope you guys are enjoying the new setup here. I got a brand new rig, this Rode microphone. Thank you for this magnificent product. I hope that you enjoy it. Anyway, with that being said, um, I hope that you like these videos. If you, there's anything that you want to see, you can always comment below and request new videos for me to make. And if you enjoy this stuff, please share with some friends or subscribe too. You can absolutely do that. You know, the platform likes it when people engage and there's a lot of watch time. So commenting and watching videos and sharing it is absolutely crucial to the growth of this channel. And the point behind this channel is really to help more people see more success and less stress in their business. You deserve more time in your life. You deserve more success and money in your pocket. And you do not have to do that by working harder. And one of the big things we're going to get to today is how to avoid one of the biggest mistakes that people make and it might be a good idea. So with that being said, let's dive into interest groups on Facebook after the summer of 2021, because I did one of these a long time ago. You can check that out. Um, but you know, it's, sometimes it's worth uh, updating, right? Sometimes it's worth learning what's happening. So first thing, let me tell you about where interest groups come from. So interest groups were originally designed to be used in Facebook as Facebook's way when they were competing with Google as a pay-per-click channel Yes, pay-per-click channel, because there wasn't a Facebook pixel at the time. There was a time and there wasn't a Facebook pixel. And the implementation of the Facebook pixel was a bigger apocalypse moment than iOS 14 ever will be. So listen to me. Interest groups were originally designed to compete with affinity audiences on Google. And it made it very easy for people to say, well, I want to target interest groups by going after dog owners or cat owners or other things. And it absolutely worked early on because Facebook was not working off of the algorithm. You got to see every piece of content from every friend that you had and every page that you followed. There was a time when that happened. And then they got rid of it. And so many people whined and moaned about their experience changing because it wasn't what they were used to. But ultimately that led to tremendous growth on the platform by curating experience for people, by understanding what type of content that they enjoyed and what types of things that they wanted to see. Now, once we understood what types of content people enjoyed and what things they wanted to see, what websites they went to, what items they were looking at when they were searching things, because remember, the Facebook pixel is on almost every website and any device that is logged into Facebook, they are seeing what you are doing. What this ultimately means is you don't need to type in the interest group of X, Y, or Z to hit people that are interested in X, Y, or Z. What it means is instead of having to use an interest group to target somebody, which by the way, doesn't actually target people that are positively interested in something. It just means they type something. You know, if somebody had a bad experience at a restaurant and they left five reviews, you know who's going to see an ad for that restaurant because you targeted the interest group of that restaurant? That person that left the bad review. So the audience in an interest group, number one, it's super expensive because it's built around this highly competitive inventory. A ton of people don't know what they're doing, so they target interest groups. 
Also, it's incredibly expensive because folks like me that had a seven-figure daily budget that were using Facebook for market research, we would target interest groups all day just to make sure that we understood who was most interested in something. For instance, when I was running CBS, we would do interest group targeting at seven figures a week around different interest groups, sometimes a million a day. Just so that we can understand with a new TV show, who should we sell advertising on the show to? And to be fair, you can absolutely make up $1 million in ad spend doing market research when you are selling commercial spots on a TV show across the entire country. It is a drop in the bucket and a massive ROI investment. What happens is everybody else competing in that interest group, their CPMs just went up. Now, this is back in the day when CPMs were maybe 4 or $5 max. Now it might be $10, $15, or $20. Now, what happens when somebody starts doing market research? Well, the cost of that inventory isn't going up by a buck or two. It's going up by 5 or 10 Also, the logic behind how interest groups are built has not fundamentally changed since the implementation of the Facebook pixel. So basically, the way an interest group works is the exact same way it worked since before there was a Facebook pixel. And unless you're used to running Facebook since before there were conversion campaigns as an option, then interest groups have not changed, which means if they didn't work six months ago, if they didn't work two years ago, they're not going to work today. No additional coding is going into the solution of interest groups. So if it didn't work before, it's not going to work now. That's also something to give some context as to why it might be working now versus before, because when it failed before, it might have actually been more market forces causing it to fail, not actually your ability to execute on it. Now, what we're actually trying to do inside of Facebook is target with our creative. So we target broad and we make creative that appeals to different people. You can reach way more cat owners for way cheaper if your ad says, hey, are you a cat owner? Because you know who's going to respond to that ad? All the people that Facebook says these people like ads around cat owners, not just everybody that's specifically diving into cats. So you are getting hundreds of millions of people worldwide instead of dozens of millions of people and those are the people that facebook is qualified are actually interested in seeing what you have to say not people you are paying extra money to reach because they've been interested in that topic which might absolutely be negative sentiment now interest groups can be good for you and it's a mistake that you might need to make let me give you the two examples where this works. And I will give this in two hyperbolic fashions. Number one, if you're spending $5,000, $10,000, $50,000 a day, interest groups can absolutely be helpful because they allow you to get market reads on incremental inventory. And where your broad audience ultimately becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy to force incremental data, sometimes you have to segment off investment. In that way, interest groups can help. If you've been only targeting moms the last $10 million and you launch a menswear product, you're probably going to have to use an interest group to feed the data in a specific direction by quarantining off where Facebook wants to go. That is not a bad idea. I've absolutely done that. It's not an evergreen strategy, but it can absolutely, because remember, strategic solutions 
are not evergreen by design. But it lasts longer than a tactical strategy. So it's a good way of focusing new efforts. Also, if you are at a very small budget and are unable to invest in testing at broad, where you do not have the ability to either A, make the investment financially, or B, you are not able to make the investment because you do not have the creative resources creatively to ultimately test your way to a solution. Then what you're going to do is going to say, I want to run a far less efficient business, but I think if I go after something that is far more difficult, but I do it really well, that's easier than for me to pay time or creative resources into ultimately teaching the system how to succeed for me long term. Ultimately, both of these are not evergreen solutions, but they both have merit and value. So while I say interest groups are absolute trash and you should never rely on them as a scalable solution, they do have market value. So I'll say this. I would not rely on an interest group being what you bring to the table for long periods of time. But I will also use them in my own accounts where I've got a very well-established control campaign and I want to find incrementality in my efficiency or my reach by forcing specific concepts to specific audiences because broad isn't going there and I need to do something above and beyond my absolutely optimized system and I'm willing to do it at a lower efficiency because of greater scale. Be willing to lose a little bit of the ground to gain a lot more money. It can be something that's worth your time. But it is a very dangerous rabbit hole to start diving down into. If you're not on top of your number. Anyway, like that, YouTube says you might like these videos here too. And if you've enjoyed what you've had to see here and you want to make sure you don't miss any more, go right here. Subscribe today. And uh, until next time, hi, I'm Charlie, and I'll see you on the internet.